Welcome back, OdaFest listeners, to the OdaFest podcast. I'm Jay. I have an Angelo and a Nancy. You would not believe, but we always do have our friends on the show. Wow, where did you get those friends at? I know. I want to go to the friend store. Black they Friday. Have a Black Friday. Black Friday deal. sale. Yep. Cyber Monday deal, right? Right? Oh. I need more friends. Well, oh. none of you are E friends. You're IRL friends. So, no. Did no we take Cyber a long Monday. time to ship? Uh, no, but you did fall off uh, the shipping container into the ocean. Oh, no wonder I have cringe. such a fear of drowning. Yeah. It all makes sad. sense now. <laughs> Just before we get too far ahead of ourselves, a quick reminder that OdaFest 2022 early bird tickets are now available. Head to OdaFest.com for all the details. We've also got Artist Alley and Vendors applications, which are open. Get those submissions in. And, of course, a quick reminder that OdaFest 2022 is a two-day event uh, instead of our traditional three-day event. In keeping of the interests of everybody's health and safety, we will be requiring that all attendees have masks and will be checking for vaccinations. Nice. I mean, we'll be checking for vaccinations. We they won't be checking be for checking. vaccinations. If you want to, if that's like the new cool thing to do at cons is to go check each other's vaccinations, by all means. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro. What's your QR code look like? Oh, yeah. It looks like a cloud and the cloud got- looks like Godzilla. I've got a limited edition NFT QR code. Oh my right god! Here. Get them <laughs> oh fresh god. while that, they're hot. Is is that yeah. a, a, a lazy lion QR code, or like a, a yacht club monkey, or I don't even I don't even know. You know, it actually blew my mind the first time I saw that you can put like little tiny cute icons in the middle of your QR code. Yeah, blew my mind. I wish we had thought Mine's of that a earlier. Butt. You know that a little butt. you know that little ghost. That's like, it is a mystery. Mm-hmm. You mean Snapchat? Uh, that is totally, that little ghost is totally in my QR code. Really? Absolutely. Okay. It is a mystery. Mine kind of looks wanna... like there's a, mine kind of looks like it's the um, peanut butter jelly time banana. Oh. Like if I hold it really far away and I squint at it, that's kind of what it looks like. Nice. Huh. Wonderful. <laughs> now I kind of want to see other people's QR codes and see if there's like little, collect- little Yeah, that's what we're doing. Here. It's uh, QR great. code bingo. Yeah, it QR started code bingo. Off as a joke. It started now. off as a joke, and now but I'm now actually- don't forget. <laughs> I think panel applications are still open if you want to run QR code bingo. <laughs> oh man, that'd be amazing. Or like, uh, what's that other kids game? It's like who, who am I? No, that's not it. it. It's the one where Guess like. Who? You have like uh it's it's a two player game, but you have a, like a bunch of panels of faces that are looking at you and yeah, then you're like who? Guess, guess who? who, that's the one. Yeah. I love you. that game. Man, I I, I so remember I was playing it once eons ago. Eons. And I stumbled upon a question that eliminates like ninety percent. Ninety percent of, of the cards. And I think I think it was does your does the person have a hat? Oh. And the answer no. was yes. And and this was the first question. And Ooh. suddenly, like of the 20 or 30 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. all but five went down. Oh, wow. Here's the, thing. Here's the thing. I bet if you looked it up on Google, 
there's probably like a meta game to it. Oh, where absolutely. Like people have devised the strategy to it because people have devised strategy for like Monopoly, which is admittedly more complex or like other games. But in general, I'm sure like Connect 4 has probably been a solved uh, game, for example. Connect 4 is a solved uh, game. Checkers is a solved game. Yeah. Like <laughs> solved games aren't necessarily the exact same thing, but I mean, there's like a there, There's like the mathematically process. solved game and then there's like yeah. the meta game, right? Mm. Game theory. Yeah, mm. it's just a game. The uh, wait, that's probably trademarked. Anyways, how are you guys? I'm excellent. I have been incredibly sleep deprived this week. Nice, I me feel too. It. It's we're it's on night shift. I feel it. Yo, it's I feel like I'm on night shift. I feel like a walking zombie most of the days. Um, oh my god, it's been weird. Uh, but I got so. I may have mentioned this before. Um, I started at a new position at the very beginning of November. And because we're all working remotely, no one's had a reason to go into the office because it's it's fully remote. No one is in the office unless you absolutely got to be for paperwork or something. And so I got a chance to see the new building for the first time. And holy cow, I can absolutely see why people actually want to come back to the office. Oh, my it's God. Beautiful space. It has lovely views of the river downtown and north of the river. Oh, oh, that's actually really nice. And cool. the interior space is decorated beautifully. This is a hipster's dream. There's coffee, vintage fridges. There is an actual dedicated beer fridge or three. Um, some really cool, like cast iron esque looking stairs in the stairwell. Like it's just a really cool space, and it's it's wonderful. I can't. I actually am very excited to go back to work at the employer's office at some point. Like, this is an actual first time for me. Okay, if I, at this point, if I had to go to an office job, they would absolutely need a beer fridge, but they would also need, like, a little robot, like a Roomba or something, that fetches a beer and delivers it to you. I think we have the a teleconf thing, bot that does that. The other thing that we would need is a dedicated pool. And we would oh. need we would need waterproof laptops so that I could What's be a... working in the pool just like <clears throat> I be... or something as as the, the the robot delivers a beer to the poolside. Sure. We do have a fake Here's the thing. beach seat what is, that you could use. What is what is a dedicated pool? Aren't all pools dedicated to well, being pools? To like like what, what? How are they a part-time pool? What do they become if they're not a pool? Well, some well, of them are just like a it pond. It could be used for water polo. Some of them are a pond, but it's some still a pool. Like, some of them are like an indoor uh, canoe uh, uh, tug of war uh, arena, you know. Paddle boarding. Still a pool. It doesn't stop it from but, being but a it's pool not just yours. because you're... it's being shared. Yeah. No, that's not what that term means. When you say that you're, it's a dedicated thing. It always means that it's that well, thing. It's, the, not, some, it's not the usage pools, that changes they, what it you is. You don't understand. Some pools are very <laughs> it's like casual saying, about their designation. It's a dedicated ocean. It's a dedicated ocean. And because when somebody I was a child, is, I wanted to be a bear. And so like some pools are very busy oh, but you to are be a bear, bear. <laughs> instead of trying to be the best, nice, nicest, either chlorinated or salted body of water, indoor, heated or not. The usage doesn't change what it is. It's the spirit. Therefore, it, it is still it's dedicated to it, what Jay. it is. No. <laughs> anyway. Sounds cool. Anyway. 
Uh, speaking you know of dedicated, though, you know what's dedicated? The style of the new JoJo's drop. My God, right. I was I was tippy tapping away on my keyboard at work last night, and I was like, "Oh, what's going on over here?" <gasps> Stone Ocean opening dropped. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I I I clicked the link. Stone I viewed Ocean. it. I taped my eyes open. And <laughs> Jesus I, Christ. What Style. is I what is the nomenclature about? Like why is it called Stone Ocean? Because that's what it's called. That's okay, literally just the name of to the me, story arc. Sort of sounds like a new like uh Intel processor Pokemon? release. <laughs> It well, kind of like, sounds like a new Pokemon uh, it, it, next it, it, generation name. Like the the part name, like part one was Phantom Blood, uh, part uh-huh. two is Battle Tendency, part three was Stardust Crusaders, uh, part four All right. was Diamond is Unbreakable, part five was oh, uh, Ventura Oreo right or Golden Wind, and now we're yeah. at Stone Ocean. All right. Okay. Maybe they're stoned in the ocean. Who knows? I didn't finish the manga. Maybe it's an ocean full of stones. Who knows? That could happen. Um, Either way, I saw honestly, it. Honestly, it just sounds all like a I wanted, All I want is like a video game just done entirely in that style. Please. My God, that would be I'd amazing. Play the heck there out games, of it. There are games like that. It looks so good. Similar to style. It really does. Like, it looks good. The music is is, is banging. Despite me, I didn't finish the manga, but it like it it gave me the the feels. It it gave me oh, yeah. the scenes and the characters. It it delivered on what I wanted. I'm and genuinely I, curious about so how much, much it costs. Many. Many dollars. Like, many what? It's gotta be Oh, many dollars. And even many more yen. Oh. Much yes, much ruble. Course. Yeah, it's I'm, uh, I'm going to go out on a, on a limb and say it costs 100 times more yen than dollar. That's mm. a really good way to ballpark it. Uh, sort of similar, but like con- a little bit of combining Nancy's return to office and combining uh, visuals and the visual arts. Have you guys been back to a theater recently? Yes. No. I have not. I, I still have not am been not back sure how much theater. I trust people to go back to theaters. So, and there's like deal. still like there's a bunch of movies co- that have come out recently and are coming out in the next little bit, and it's like kind of want to go see them. Like I kind I want to go see like the new Spider-Man movie, which hasn't come out yet, but mm-hmm. soon. Uh, I wanted to, to see James theater. Bond. I haven't seen James Bond yet, but kind of <clears> really wanted to. There's the Ghostbusters movie, which uh, I know a couple of friends have gone to, but. I still have not made it through. I know we've talked about it before, but I was just curious, uh, just because I, we're getting to holiday season, which is like major movie releases. I think there's probably a few that are coming out that are probably pretty big. I don't know what the what the general consensus is. Like, it's fine to go, probably, but how many people are actually going? So Dio and I went on like uh, some idle weekday afternoon uh, to see. What was it? What was it? Dune. That's right. Ooh. Dune. And so this was only like two or three weeks ago. Uh-huh. And it was absolutely great because the entire theater that we were in, and it was one mm-hmm. of the bigger ones. Uh, we went to like the landmark in uh, in the North End. 
we that was me, Dio, and one other guy. Nice. So it's like it's, it's dude. What a third wheel, am I it's right? It's one of the more <laughs> out of the way theaters, sure. But this this uh, theater with super comfy chairs, uh, absolutely huge screen in one of the all biggest... the way up to the north. Yeah, we did. Why didn't you just go to Market At Mall? At that point, fuck Market Mall. Why would I want to go there? At that point, because does there's it ever a landmark like theater okay too for the two of you to just sort of kind of like heckle or have like a very quiet commentary together because it's so empty or is it like okay no this is a theater it's probably like, worse shut the heck up no it, it's probably it, worse because it's empty and like you're the only you're clearly the only other source like you can't blame it on anybody else if especially if, if the other person gets annoyed. Dio, yeah it could feel like that but mm-hmm. even then it's like well dio might want to watch so it's like, well, if I were alone, would I mm-hmm. want to talk? Then it's like, hell no. Why, who the hell would I be talking no. to? <laughs> like, there's there's very few situations where I would want to actively speak in a theater. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think the only way to get me to actually start being like, like loud and trying to talk to people is if the lights were on and it was clearly the intention to just party and have a good time and and talk over. The I movie. mean, if it's like, it, I think it depends on the showing. If it's something like. Rocky Horror Picture Show, it's fine. Then, Where you then literally like go to celebrate to it with Dance other people. To the time warp. Yes. Yeah. Mm. By or, the end uh, of the day, if you or I if remember. you're like, if you rented out the theater with like friends only, that's okay. Eons. That's like the same as that's the same as just getting together in a house. Eons ago, uh, me and a friend went to see Three Hundred in theaters. Uh huh. And at that one scene, the one scene where Leonidas kicks the guy down the well, everybody in the theater yelled out, this is Sparta. And it was oh, yeah. amazing. <laughs> like, that, that was the only time anybody in the theater actively said anything other than like gasps of shock or, or laughing or something like that. Just everybody yelled it out. Because wow. it was just such an iconic part of the marketing. 300 was released 14 years ago. Why do you do this? Why to me, do you Jay? do this? Why would you say such a, why would you come to my I'm house the baby and on say the podcast. that 300 aired in theaters I'm the 14 baby on the podcast. years ago? I'm the young you? baby. My God. Oh, on the boy. podcast, I am. I feel slightly less. Also, I've never seen 300, but that's okay, too. That I my, my, me. I, I'm like the uh-huh. worst person to bring up going to a theater or watching movies because people know I don't watch things. That's like I, I was under the impression that you watched movies, but only once. Yes. I also, I also generally true. Generally true. But it's that's why I'm so like, I'm so irrelevant, man. I just don't consume new media very often, especially when it's super new. And once I do, I never think about it again. I know that feeling. I know the older you get, the 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 more the the children start talking about things that you've never heard of, and then and then one day, even like your peers are just like, "Yes, I watched the new thing," and you're like, "What? What new thing? I haven't even heard of this new thing. What new thing are you even talking about? Divulge your secrets." And then they start talking, and it's almost like a different language, and it's like, "What? what what's going on? I don't un- I don't understand." What are you talking about? Speak. I to me, used to be with it, 
and then it changed. Change. It happened to me, and it'll and happen to you. It's 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 true. <laughs> it's it's true. I, I don't think I was ever kids. with it, thank God. So I, I'm pretty sure I was never and with it. And then what I was, I was with cool wasn't it anymore, and it wasn't hip. And now oh we sit around God. and talk about JoJo's. I mean, JoJo's has not been hip or with it for like 20 years, and then it suddenly was. Excuse was me. Really? You guys aren't that close. I think you have to call it Joseph Joseph. Joseph Joseph. Yes. Joseph Joestar. Uh, Jojo is for friends. You oh. shall acknowledge it as Joseph Joseph. Joseph okay, Joseph it okay. is. Okay, okay. But not all of them are Josephs. In fact, True. only one of them okay. are Josephs. Uh, the new the new star is Jolene? Yes, Jolene. Jolene. Do- still a Joe Yo, star, is the stand, the stand is Dolly Parton. Oh, yes. what? That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, No. No, what 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 is her stand name? I can't even remember. No, the stand is Dolly Parton. God damn you! I I don't even remember. The most wholesome. It's person been a little while. That it has still been alive. A little while. Hmm. But you know what else is happening for a little while? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is finally getting good reviews for a little while. Yeah, I... as of the last couple of weeks. So. Apparently, all of the really, really bad reviews was really just mostly from people who are playing on console. Is that right? Yeah, they haven't I mean, fixed all I the had, console issues, unfortunately. They are focusing more on the PC, on PC side. Yeah, they're fixing I had some more of the funny bugs on PC. I didn't see any like horrible game breaking ones like the ones yeah. you told me about. The PC stuff is issues. getting the most attention, but because like. Partially, it might be because like it's been on a Black Friday sale for the last couple of weeks or whatever, so like the price might match the value a little bit better. So that always helps with expectations. But in the last few weeks, uh, you know, people who are playing, new players are. I don't know what returning players are thinking. I haven't returned to the game yet. I want to because I actually just still like the world and and the 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 art and everything like that of it, but. As I understand, all the new players coming in, they're like, this is pretty good. Like, you know, we've heard bad things. So it could be a case of lowered expectations. I know that for sure console hasn't received as much love and attention. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but like, you know, like how they're balancing and focusing on different sides. Uh, I do know, though, that um, the one of the like directors of cyberpunk like acknowledged the good reviews and he was just like you don't know how much this means to me like not like i'm i'm I'm, and i don't think it's like a you know just a professional side thing i think it's like you know his team himself has worked so hard on it they've obviously had a lot of troubles in the last year or two Mm. uh due to the release right because oh my god hacked and they got all the bad press and everything like that so this is sort of like the redemption arc and they're just hoping really to get back to work and, you know, put out a good product. It's true. I'm hoping I'm hoping to get back into the game maybe by early next year. I've still got just a bunch of games to play through, but I want to get around to finishing some of my big titles. So maybe I'll play it. Maybe it. I'll come back to it eventually. Uh, yeah. when I it's installed. It, I have it installed. So There were a lot of graphical bugs. Yep. And I yeah. mean, those those were like kind of funny ha ha. 
but still mm-hmm. gave like an unpolished feeling to it. Mm-hmm. The only game-breaking bug that I really experienced, and not g- game-breaking in the way that you can no longer progress exactly, but more that you couldn't progress and it was exceptionally frustrating until I threw myself off a building in frustration and then the game updated everything and let me continue on with the story. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, in one of the early parts of the game, realistically still in the in the tutorial, mm-hmm. like it's it tries to walk you between quests. And so at one point it was like, okay, talk to this guy. And I talked to the guy and then the game was like, yeah, talk to the guy. But you talk to the guy and he already does his dialogue thing. So it's clearly that you're supposed to have to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, what the fuck is going on? Why? Where am I mm-hmm. supposed to go? What am I supposed to do at this point? Yeah. And I so it was like too. an hour and a half of just fucking around until I, I finally just, like I said, threw myself off the side of a building to see if there was fall damage. And then the, <laughs> the quest log update and was like, oh, go talk to this other guy. And, oh been, and I was like. Oh, so I'm just going to have to fucking kill myself every now and then to make sure that I can keep playing the game. Cool. Understood. Cool beans. I mean, that's um, part of the dystopia. My funniest <laughs> graphical glitch was I made a right turn, and I may have right turned my car just a little too tightly and went over the curb a smidge. And by a smidge, oh. I mean, like, the wheel barely caught on it. But anyway, apparently sure, they were pedestrians. They Apparently there were pedestrians at that corner. I didn't see anything. But one of them went skyrocketing like it had been tossed by a trebuchet. And then the body landed after a few seconds in front of my car and like exploded into bloody gore. And I was like, this is the most dramatic nudge I've ever seen. It's like when you you accidentally nudge someone in the hallway and they go bouncing off and they hit the lockers and they go, ah, my spleen, except way worse. Sometimes a mild bump feels like that. (laughs) Sometimes. It does does if the person walking down the hall is Angelo sized and the person he nudged is Nancy sized. Yes. Sometimes when you just, you, you bump into somebody and your ego is just completely shattered. Your your will to live is destroyed. And sometimes you wish your body just followed along with it, you know? Mm. You know? Mm. Mm. Anyway, that's the best glitch I had. None of the other glitches were remotely funny or noteworthy. So I guess I just didn't play it enough when it was buggier. Ugh. Yeah, it's almost sad that uh, you don't, like, the the bugs don't exist in a sense. It's like <laughs> um, Red Dead Redemption, uh, I believe the first one, there was, like, the bugs where, uh, like, models would get overlaid of on over different uh, types of animations. So you'd have, like, the donkey-faced woman issue where, like... Jaguar man! Yeah, or Jaguar, or, yeah, like... like Jaguar man cougar, is, like, the legendary man, one. I think. Yeah, where they would, you'd have like all sorts of just skins on top of animations that should not exist, and they made like unholy terrors. Yes. Because uh, well, you'd be right. Because like man, the, the, the Jaguar was, Man one, for example, because like cougars and, and, and panthers and stuff like attack you in the wild every now and then. Like it's rare, but it does happen. And you're just, you have to imagine that you're like, well, you know, galloping along on your horse in the dark of night and you're just trying to get from town to town for your next mission or whatever mm-hmm. and then in you know in the hills you hear like the 
rawr, 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 kind of of a cat. Or, uh, and then you're like, oh, shit, what is that? And like, you start looking to see where the cat is. And, and then then instead of man. seeing like a four-legged, you know, panther, you see like a two-legged uh, anthropomorphic, not anthropomorphic really, but like because it's Literally just on the two legs. the model of Running a man. at you full speed <laughs> trying to hunt you down. <laughs> Like did did it actually run at you on two legs? Because to my understanding, it was it somehow the the cougar asset or the game object would take the model of one of the human models and just like try to overlay them. So it was like this broken, janky, yeah. crazy model of a man like running and bounding, terrifying, absolutely horrifying, absolutely legendary, legendary. It's it is a cryptid for the new age cougar okay, man then. or jaguar man. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, okay. This just reminds me of that time where I thought the funniest thing ever was that Metal Gear Solid was it five maybe six glitch where like it's a it's during a cutscene and someone's walking towards you and they just like walk towards you but they're in the floor and their model is oh. totally glitching out like they're waving their arms around like the wild way. Wild, wavy, inflatable arm man thing. Nice. That was the only glitch I ever found on purpose. <laughs> and and then promptly forgot about it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just, God, some of the these glitches other game... are just so epically funny. <laughs> the yep. only other game glitch that I remember and I want to talk about is... Uh, when Angelo used to host a Minecraft server, and it wasn't so much a glitch, so much as how Angelo set up the server. To set, oh my god! Uh, to, to set I know exactly. What we've you're we've about. said it before. We've actually talked about it uh, really quickly before, but it's still one of my like all time favorite things because Angelo had set up a Minecraft server for our like Discord community, and we were just like playing along, or whatever. But he was like, I don't know why, but this like. The save files are just taking up so much space. Oh. No, what happened was the server literally broke. You yeah. were messaging me one day and it's like, yeah, the server's down. And I'm like, what do you mean the server's down? The server shouldn't be down. Yeah, but you noticed that it was a save file being like, I log uh... in. Literally all of the disk space is used. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that explains All of it. it. Why, though? Uh, this was a Minecraft server, I think at the time. Uh, I'd set it up with a 50 gigabyte hard drive and the mm-hmm. disk space was used. And what happened, what was going on is that I set up a script to auto run to back up the map folder or rather the entire server folder. My uh, my explanation being or my justification being if the server ever had an issue, I could just delete the one folder, drop in the new the old folder and be done with it. Uh, but what was going on was that I was saving the backups in the same folder as the server was. Mm-hmm. So every time it would back up, it would back up along with the previous seven days worth of backups. Ooh, it was a Matryoshka doll problem. It was, it was, it was exponential saves. It wasn't exponential. It was Increasing its disk space to the Fibonacci sequence. Yeah, that's a amazing. Uh, B hilarious. Yes, 
I love it. I love that this is something you found out after you lost all of your disc rim. Yep. Yeah, I I logged in and I was like, why why isn't anything running? Why isn't it starting? And I and I did a thing that's like, what do you mean there's no more disk space? How is it there's no way that someone can explore the map large enough to fill up this disk? And no, it was because I was absolutely Challenge dumb. accepted. <laughs> I was absolutely I was absolutely smooth brained when setting up the backup script. <laughs> no, to but let self, me tell you the quality of the backups. backups in the backups. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But but I tried. I tried to spin up a Minecraft server again recently. Mm-hmm. And uh because of the internet that I'm on, I used to be on Shaw where it was very easy. Mm-hmm. On TELUS, I've had nothing but problems trying to get port forwarding to work. And as far as I can tell, as far as I can tell, there's no reason why it shouldn't work. Uh, even even on TELUS's website now, it says like, yeah, we block certain ports, but all these other ports should be readily available. And for whatever reason, I can't get uh, local hosting to work. I have an amazing server. I have a very fast internet, but just no dice. And so I was thinking, uh, I have a $5 Linode instance. And I was thinking, well, what if the Linode acts as like the public face of the server? And then the two, the Linode and the, the, the home server speak to each other and forward the data. This could work. And so the first thing I was like, okay, is, is that a thing that I can do? Is it something where where the Linode can act as like the front of that server? And it looks like that's called a reverse proxy. I think that should work. I, can, I think I can set it up with Apache, which is already running on my Linode server, and that's all great. The other thing is that because my my home server isn't isn't public, I can't I can't, that's the whole problem. I can't make it public. There needs to be a connection between the Linode and the home server. And so I was looking at making like OpenVPN, an OpenVPN server. Mm-hmm. And so I looked it up. I looked it up. Both of them were running Debian. So very easy. It's like I, I look up Debian, OpenVPN, and I find an article on the Debian wiki that's like, yes, this is how you do the VPNs between the two. And so I was looking at it. I was following the instructions. Everything was working perfectly. I got them speaking to each other, pinging no problem. Uh, but the only thing was I, I had to enter a command into the console of each to do that. That's not what you want to do. You want it to be able to do it on startup. Just just work, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's the point in the tutorial that the, the article kind of broke down where Right before the section, it was like, yes, this is how you do the thing to make a program called System D, which runs everything on startup, mm-hmm. do the thing for you on startup automatically. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the next one was like, oh, by the way, if you're on Debian or Debian, you want to do it this way. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? This is a Debian article. Uh-huh. Why did, if, 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 if this is a Debian article, why, if I had to do it like this on Debian, why didn't you just tell me to do it that way on, in the first place? That does and seem so I tried doing rather it. incongruent. I tried doing it, and it doesn't work. I tried doing it the previous way that they said, it doesn't work. And there's no troubleshooting steps. And and the 
I so I check the logs. The the errors in the logs are just yeah, the process failed. And it's like, well, why did it fail? What's going on? And so I like I look it up, and other people were like, yeah, I couldn't get it working. And so I'm not just like, this is this isn't this is something that a lot of people do. Why is there no real documentation or troubleshooting guide on what to do? Why does this thing, this this public wiki, just just break? Can you You've just so, come across you... the classic struggle of open sourced FAQ slash wiki type articles, as particularly for, for, pertaining to Linux? For the everybody else, including myself, can you just TLDR everything you just said? So. I wanted I wanted the public server to do all the talking to to everybody on the internet, which makes sense. But to do that, the private server and the public server needed a a, a connection between them. Uh huh. And while I could make that connection, I would have to do it manually every time. And when I closed the window on my PC remotely, it would it would, it would close. The connection would die. And when I was trying to make the two do it automatically, the instructions just didn't work. And I like Linux, I do. But le- recently, like Linus Tech Tips, they have a Linux challenge between two of their hosts. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And a lot of people in the Linux community are like, wow, what the hell? They're they're doing these boneheaded things. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that you must grease the SAML flange if you want to if you want to herd the cats. And uh and everybody who's like normal people are like, the fuck is a SAML flange? I, I I'm sitting here. How how do I how do I how do I grease the SAML flange on a turbo encabulator? Uh-huh. Anyways, all to set up a Minecraft server. And so Minecraft server did not get set up. Yeah. If if I really wanted to, uh... the solution would be get a better Linode server. But then it's like to to really support enough people to make it worth it. I'm changing my Linode server from like five bucks a month to like 20 bucks a month. Oh, geez. That's quite a multiplication in scale. Mm. Well, because that would be going from one gigabyte of RAM to four gigabytes of RAM. But yeah, when instead uh, I could use my home server if Telus wasn't being a piece of shit that has 288 gigabytes of RAM. Are you at least getting fiber internet from Telus? Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. I enjoy it, but it's also kind of twitchy. You know what I mean? It's really good for me, but it's just I wish that I could host my home server because having gigabit uploads on a really powerful home server would be absolutely it's kind of the amazing. thing to do. If you have gigabit upload, why wouldn't you? Exactly. And so, a lot okay, of curiosity. this reminds me. Okay, uh-huh. never mind. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's <laughs> go it's ahead. Okay, nope, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope. No, this reminds me of something that happened to me this week. This week, my phone, which has just reached three years of age, oh my god, I know, um, got its last Android OS update. And I looked at it and I was like, oh man, I don't ever get these anymore. This is going to be great. That was the Nancy that hasn't been burned by this in a while optimism mode kicking in. So, of course, I immediately looked at it and said, yeah, reboot now, install. Yeah, I want to see all these new shiny things that I'm going to get. It's going to be great. I realized the next time I went outside that I didn't have data, which is 
Oh, no. Not good. So I'm sitting here and I'm trying to go, I need to look up this recipe on how to make beef bourguignon because I want to make beef bourguignon and I want to make sure I get the right kind of booze for it. And I can't. So I I tug on Sean's sleeve and I say, can you tether me for data for a second? And we go off and look at this recipe and I'm like, I'll, I'll figure this out later. I just want to buy this bottle of whatever booze it is that I need. I can't remember which one it is. And then we'll go home and I'll figure it out. And then I promptly forget. And then the next time I go out, I remember again, I don't have data. What the heck? And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, can you tether me for data again? And it's just like, okay. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, my APN settings are wrong. After I go digging around in my settings for a bit. And I'm like, god damn it. The Android OS update wiped my APN settings. I have to put them in by hand. So... 10 minutes of me on a little touchscreen keyboard trying to type in things that are not words and are mostly just smatterings of symbols, letters, and some numbers. And and then I figure, oh, it's probably fine. Turn my Wi-Fi off. Try it again. It is not fine. Apparently, there is a hidden setting to save all of your APN settings in the stupid three-dot menu instead of just auto-saving like it does for all your other settings. Ah. Cool, okay, let's do it again. So I do it again. Another 10 minutes pass. And it's me, awkwardly, like, the equivalent of alt-tabbing back and forth between a web page with the Kudo APN settings and going back to my settings constantly as I'm retyping all these stupid settings in. And it's still not quite right, but at least I still have data. Fine, I will fix it properly when I get home. I just want to do what I'm doing right now and get it over with. By the time I get home, I am Googling. Every single person with my phone who has gotten this update in the last few months has made the exact same complaint. And it's not just missing APN settings. It's things like your auto brightness is now broken. It constantly thinks it's in your pocket whenever you try to turn on your screen. And I'm like, God damn it. And so now now I'm stuck at the horrible crossroads of, do I want to go through the effort of manually downgrading my OS or trying to leave it and hoping that it gets better, knowing it's at the end of life of support right now? So uh, which which phone was this? This is the OnePlus 6T. OnePlus? What the fuck? I know. You're supposed to be better than this OnePlus. Honestly, I had higher expectations. But I'm, you know, so out of morbid curiosity for Black Friday, I went... And I poked around at a bunch of phones. Doesn't really seem like there's a whole lot of really outstanding choices right now outside of Apple's iPhones, which kind of blew me away. People are like, if you want a Pixel, go for the 6, don't get the Pro. I'm like, okay, that's that's a choice that I could potentially look into. And then there's Apple. I have had a lot of people in the tech field lately tell me they just got really tired of exactly this their Android phones just stop working after updates. And they just want something that actually works. So they've gone to the Apple ecosystem. And I'm like, this is not something I would have ever heard any of my tech colleagues really say like five years ago. Five you years ago, it was it was Android, purely Android. It had the greatest amount of customizability, uh, the greatest level of choice when it came to what kind of device you wanted. And now it's all those people are moving to Apple iPhones. And I was like, that's kind of crazy. It is. 
And honestly, I understand it. I do. Uh, like, I have the Pixel 4a, and the Pixel 4a is actually, like, the perfect phone for me. Yeah, same with Sean. Uh, he really likes his, too. I love it. It's a perfect phone, and that's because I barely do anything on my phone these days. Because it's such a pain to do anything. I know. But. I know. It occurred to me. It occurred to me the other day that Apple is as much shit as I give them. I do yes. not like Apple. I will Same. not buy Apple products. Same. They are one of the more trustworthy big tech companies now. So, yes. Here's and the that's thing. kind of scary to me. Yeah. Here's the thing. So for Black Friday, I just, you know, for curiosity, I went and I looked on the website and I was like, all right, what do you have for me? Uh, not an astounding deal, that's for sure, because the their big Black Friday thing was if you buy one of these select iPhone models, we'll give you a $70 gift card to use later. And I was like, that's not an astounding deal. Um, there's nothing here promoting me getting this because it's a good deal. What's really selling iPhones to me is that they support their devices for five years. That's yeah. unheard of in the Android sphere. Uh, second of all, if you give back an electronic device, they have a robot that they have cleverly named to make it a little more human-esque. They have a robot that they have programmed to dismantle your electronics so they can recover some of those resources. Dismantle McDismantle face? <laughs> I wish. They, they named it Daisy, I think. So That's actually kind of cute. It's a cute name. It, it's actually very like a cute, you know, this is this is almost a, you know, an, an adorable robot name. Um, and, and, you know, some of these things actually speak to me way more than they ever had before. I was really so tempted. Apple lately. Apple has been doing at least visually doing things kind of right. They've got like the the home uh, the home repair program now where you can order parts right through them only specific mm -hmm. parts specific but parts, at least but it's an it's option there. they did uh, it they, they're they going opened up out the of their way they're going out of their way to be like hey mr reporter person your your country is spying on you your phone has spyware on it and it's some someone is is looking into your business you might want to clean your phone or replace it uh like, Apple is just coming out swinging with all these Ws. They're not... Mm -hmm. It's true. The phones aren't really meant to be repairable. If they if they went... If if Apple actually went, like, uh, the framework laptop and made their laptops intentionally easy Modular? to fix... yeah. Did the same thing with their with their phones. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I would actually be like, the, the, the fuck are they doing? <laughs> why, why are they making something that I actually want now? So okay. Apple, are are you okay? Are, yeah. Is everything okay? Or did you wake up one day and you were like, no, it's time to be a good... Did, did they have their good. Scrooge moment? Are they but, going to be a good company now? Anyway, so long story short, I did actually survive Black Friday. I didn't spend a lot on an impulse decision, um, but I was very tempted. Like, very tempted. To just go and be like, here's my credit card. Just send me an iPhone. I just, I want a phone that works. I did some Black Friday shopping. What did you get? Tell me. I, I spent $100 on underwear. <gasps> is it the, uh, what is it? Like that that top end, like all men should wear this underwear one? <sighs> uh, probably not the one you're thinking of, but yes. 
top end underwear is something else. So there's this one brand that someone gave me uh, a pair of these like seven or eight years ago. Uh, the, the, the brand is Saks, S-A-X-X. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. And they're the most comfortable underwear I've ever had. Uh, Sheath is the other, I think Sheath is the other, like, premium underwear brand. I feel like they go a little bit too crazy. A little too but, top uh, end. But, like, with Saks, they have a million different goofy designs. <laughs> and uh, They do. So the underwear is normally like 30 to 35 Canadian per pair, which I mean for girls probably doesn't sound that crazy. But for guys, you get like a 10 pack for $2. 30 to 35 is either one pair of really nice panties or one pair of extremely cheap bra. Yeah. And so like for a guy, that is absurd. That is a lot of money to spend on one pair of underwear. Welcome to premium uh, under things, Angelo. But they had they had a Black Friday deal mm-hmm. for anywhere between twenty to forty percent off. Mm. So instead of spending a hundred and fifty dollars on on four pairs of underwear, I spent a hundred dollars on four pairs of underwear. And I'm saying that, and I'm still like, the fuck did I spend my money on four pairs of underwear? You get that for like five bucks at Walmart, Jesus fucking Christ! But <laughs> to be fair. They're a good pair of underwear is a little bit life changing. So now Not that you have, lie. so now that you have multiple pairs of these, you're going to quickly discover that in your week to week laundry, you're going to wear these more than all the other ones, and then you're going to be like, "Oh no, I've been ruined. I can't go back to my other underwear." No, you don't understand. This has been my second order of this underwear this year. Oh, that already happened to me, Nancy. <gasps> I've already been there. You've already reached your peak of evolution of underwear. So I, I actually made the first order uh, around January or February earlier this year, just because I was like, okay, I need some good fitting underwear. I want something a little bit comfortable. Let's see what's available. And so I got some of those. And exactly as you say, like I had the four four pairs of that that I always pick out first. And then every day that there's not those ones available, You're I'm just like, a little more miserable. I'm, I'm a plebeian today. What is going on? This is not how I was meant to live my life. It's I, like, I it, must do laundry so that I can wear the good underwear, or, or do I tempt the devil the consequences. and pick them out of the dirty laundry bin? No, sir. No, no, no sir. I have standards. You have standards. So. But now, so, now having good underwear is like you're waking up on the good side of the bed. It just starts your day off so much differently. Exactly. Like it so was yesterday bad. morning, the, 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 the Saturday morning after Black Friday. And I was like, wait a minute. I want more underwear. Uh, a few <laughs> more of the old shitty pairs have worn out. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should look and see if I can get more. And yeah, like 20 to 40% off isn't, isn't amazing. For clothing like that, they can give you a much steeper discount. Like, Jesus Christ, guys, come on. But, you know, you know, it's still money that I didn't have to spend. It's it's, it's a mild amount of savings for a luxury item. But it's an upgrade, right? It's a personal upgrade. absolute upgrade. This means that instead of feeling like a king for four days of the week, I get to feel like a king 
for one week plus a day without Hot doing laundry. Diggity. And and now you could even you could even extend it to like a two week laundry cycle. Uh, what? Uh, are you are you pulling out some big hero six bullshit right there? Like wearing it <laughs> forwards and then backwards and then inside out and then forwards and backwards. Well, like, what are you getting, talking about? If you're gonna get like like you know twelve days of underwear, like the good stuff, that means you can extend your laundry cycle to like fourteen days. Oh no! You could have a oh, two no. week I, laundry cycle. I have standards. I do not wear. <laughs> I do not wear a pair of underwear more than once before it goes back in the laundry. Oh yeah, I I don't either. But it was a thought that crossed my mind. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. But you so, know, yeah, my... what, what's going to happen is that next time they have another good sale, you will have more, and then you will be accumulating a larger library of good underwear. Oh yeah. And and not only good underwear, good and goofy underwear. <laughs> like like one of them, one of them has uh, an alligator trying to eat a shark, trying to eat a bird, trying to eat a frog on it. Okay, then. One of them uh, has, like, this this really cool vaporwave mountain range on it. Uh, another, another is just covered in, like, donuts. Like, these are, these are premium, premium underwear, underwear designs that you do not find in $5 Walmart packs, I tell you what. I'll tell you what. Gather around, children. Listen to Grandpa Angelo tell us about the joys of good underwear. In my day, you couldn't get good underwear for $5 at Walmart, but you also couldn't get podcast episodes for $5 at Walmart either. And I think, I think it's about time that we go and search for a new podcast episode. It'll take about a week. See you next week, everyone. Bye.